All right. Do we know what we're doing? No. I'm just here to talk. Okay. <laughs> Chit chat. You're listening to Live from the News Dungeon, a nondoc.com podcast. And welcome to Live from the News Dungeon, here live slash recorded in our non-doc news dungeon uh, and in what's left of the United States, apparently, as we speak. Uh, <laughs> protesters, rioters have crashed the U.S. Capitol and have locked down the U.S. House and Senate. So when this is released a few days later, uh, we'll see what's happening. I guess uh, as I look at my Twitter screen, civil war is trending. So maybe this podcast we do today won't be relevant at all uh, come the start of next week. I'm here with Angela <laughs> Jones. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, Andrea Denhood? Just things are great. Yeah, Just everything's fantastic. great. Is, is, the totally pressure, is the pressure off now because we don't know if there's like some sort of shitty revolution happening or pressure what? off of what of us performing right like, this is anybody gonna recording? care about this podcast oh the last missive from the intact <laughs> from america the news <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. while they were in the basement people upstairs were flying a lot of flags <laughs> all right uh well our topic today is not um the uh clash in dc it is instead uh, vaccinate me, uh, vax COVID, COVID-19 vaccine discussion. That's going to be our goal today. Just real quick. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we, uh, have sort of a, hopefully a fun format. We try to pick one topic, um, every episode and the topic we had last episode was about gifting. So if you listen to that last one, uh, hope you, everything went well with your gifting. Andrea, how did your gifts go over? Uh, they went over well. The marmalade, which I described yes. last week, uh, was a hit. Yay! I would say. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. The, that, that was the that was the <laughs> response from the diet uh, caffeine free Pepsi in, in my parents' oh, house. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, you, oh good. good. Yeah, I think so. It's good. Mine went over well, and the whole family, all the kids, and the you know perfect gift under ten dollar thing worked out really well. So I couldn't have hoped for better. And I did make a coupon book as a present for my significant other. Ooh. And that also went over well, although I missed the mark because he was trying to figure out how to make each coupon more risque. Uh-oh. So I didn't hmm. make them risque enough, apparently. <laughs> they were more genuine, like, I'll clean your car. And he was like, wearing, you know. You couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't just you can't make it do like, that. That's how coupons work. <laughs> what about the old, uh, like, fortune cookie book uh, trick where you, like, you get the fortune cookie and then you just add in, in bed. bed yeah, to the I end think of that was fortune. like, he got it. And he was like, what a nice gift. Now, how do I add in bed to each of these? Yeah, clean so, the car in, in bed. bed. Yeah, great. Yeah. I hope you have a tiny car. Uh, okay. On that note, please rate, review subscribe five stars only yeah uh on apple podcast <laughs> podbean google podcast spotify stitcher all the cast cast things i don't know what's happening there. and uh let's move on to our big topic of the week mm-hmm. our big question dun, 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 dun. how excited are you to get the covid vex covid19 vaccine i mean i will be excited in 10 years when i'm allowed to have the vaccine That's but a- i'm excited that it exists and that people can start doing that. I'm excited to move forward. Yeah. 
that, moving forward sounds great. I don't know what I'm trying to, I'm trying to say yes. I'm trying to say yes, please. Even though I'm at the bottom of the list is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's about how we all feel. We're all in our thirty mid thirties, uh, ish, you, young, young, early thirties, <laughs> depending on how bad you are at counting. I'm nearly 40. Um, near, well, then, there you go. Um, <laughs> everybody in their forties listening to the podcast. Like, how old yeah. are you, Trace? Uh, 36. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm 35. I, d- I don't ask women how old they are. So I, d- I, that's why I just, <laughs> uh, and I try not to make eye contact either. You were just making eye contact. I, well, I know you well. I, <laughs> I pay you. <laughs> oh, so you have I pay you to make to eye contact make. with me. Yeah. In theory. Actually, assu- that seems ass- about right. Assuming yeah. that the switch to Paycom goes well, I pay you. Yeah, I, um, yes, did I mess that up or not? We, we don't know. We don't know. Our printer messed it up. By the way, don't buy Hewlett Packard. No. It sucks. I don't know how Carly Fiorina thought she was going to be president of the United States having been the CEO. Of Can Hewlett I say Packard. I have a brother black and white laser printer that I've had for about ten years. They're the best. That I has know. never made any mistake Ever. in its life. It's I fantastic. Know. We talked. Did we talk? So about I endorsed that product. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, I think we just talked about it personally that brother printers should rule the world, and I personally am now saying HP as a company can just go straight to Hades and stay there. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a terrible, terrible situation. If there's an H, if if. And HP doesn't even have a lobbyist in the state of Oklahoma, so I couldn't call like We're an actual human I knew. Right no, oh, I don't okay. think so. I was <laughs> trying to. I, I'm it, about to burn a printer. Yeah, if they exist. Carly's right. going to call us. <laughs> we, we need to film the Pissed. freaking uh, uh, office space video with it. We do. Yeah. Can okay. we? Anyway, okay. back to the topic at hand, COVID-19 vaccine. So Oklahomans began receiving the COVID-19 vaccine in December and phase two uh, began around the turn of the year. This week, we're recording again on January 6th. And if we look at the vaccine phases. The first phase was long-term care residents and staff, uh, healthcare workers supporting direct inpatient care. So the front lines, quote unquote, public health staff conducting frontline uh, pandemic mitigation and Oklahoma State licensed emergency medical technicians and paramedics. And we just moved into phase two, Andrea. That sort of involves first responders. What else uh, can you tell us about phase two? So, yeah, it's first responders. It's kind of a wider set of healthcare workers. Um, they recently moved teachers who used to be phase three into phase two. It's Good job, people base. over 65. It's people who have other health conditions that make them more vulnerable. Um, yeah, I think that's. That's mostly it. <laughs> That's mostly phase two. And and that has started sort of in a, I don't want to say hodgepodge or mishmash, but just sort of a. I don't think it's a mishmash, but it's not sort of like, oh, you're in the phase two category. You can sign up now. There are sort of higher priority people within the phase two who are now being allowed to get it. And also because these things are being distributed um through a lot of them are coming through county health departments and some counties have been able to vaccinate phase one much quicker. Mm, so they're able yeah. to move through Phase two, smaller counties well. are able to do it faster. Yeah, or just, just depending on what populated. the population is, okay. like how many healthcare workers are there, et cetera. So, in some places, people over 65 now are starting to get the vaccine. Um, other places, they're going to have to wait a little bit longer. People with comorbidities are still on the waiting list. And I'm so some sorry, of the other phase two things will take a little but bit longer. What is comorbidity? That would be like if you had hypertension already oh, okay. or. Diabetes. Already compromised in some like way. other health right. conditions. I got gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, and so somebody who's immunocompromised or anything like that would would be up, uh, you know, higher than than you or I per se. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one other little tiny thing that's con- that's causing some confusion, and I've got a couple uh, notes on this, and I thought we wanted to kind of talk about is that 
<clears throat> Andrea, you mentioned and you wrote a story about this the other day. Did I, I get be, something wrong? No, no, no. You're good. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but you, you wrote a story the other day kind of talking about the move into phase two. And there is a lot of frustration, I think, from the public about not really knowing how this works. And yeah, you, you it's said, super confusing. You said that, you know, some counties that are smaller populations, they move through, you know, all of their phase one folks first, or maybe not all of their phase one folks, as the State Department of Health has said repeatedly. You know, you don't want to wait till every phase one person is done to wait until phase two starts, because as I think it was Deputy Commissioner of Health Keith Reed said, vaccine in a refrigerator doesn't do any good. So if they waited until they got 100 percent of phase one done, you would have a delay. They're trying to get vaccine out as, as quickly as they can. At the same time, nationally, people are saying we're not doing this nearly quickly enough. And it might be 10 years until 80 percent <laughs> of the population is vaccinated. But one of the things that is confusing some folks is that the long-term care residents and staff, they're getting vaccine provided through a federal program. And so that's, um, that's kind of causing some confusion there. I'll, I'll kind of read a, a, a message that I had from somebody who was talking about this. So long-term care is under the federal program for vaccine delivery. It's creating a lot of confusion. We were pushing on them pretty hard to get this out quicker. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that they're getting a lot, the State Department and it, people are getting a lot of questions and concerns because some, you know, nursing homes are getting this faster than others. And then just before we started this, uh, there was an article that came out from the Washington Post. Uh, I guess it came out last night. Um, and it was about how uh, one individual, a guy named Keith Myers, chief executive of Morse Life Health System in Florida, uh, allegedly, which is like a high-end nursing home and assisted living facility in West Palm Beach, huh. allegedly has been giving offers to board mem members of their board and major donors. Uh, he's <laughs> oh, like allowed no. them to get the COVID vaccine. And, you know, we taught, we started this, you know, podcast joking about kind of the situation in the country right now, people don't trust their institutions and there's a lot of mistrust, you know, there's a lot of, um, pe all people know is, you know, they may be scrolling Facebook and they see, Oh, so-and-so got a vaccine. You know, I, I know a guy who's, uh, you know, in his mid thirties and very healthy. And he got the vaccine and put his card up and everything like that. And, and eventually people were like, Oh, that's so cool. And somebody was like, how did you get it so mm -hmm. early? It turns out he joined a volunteer fire department, uh, what? you know, Take last it. year. No, no, no. I uh, think he joined over during uh, the pandemic. Okay. You know, I mean, he did, I, he did it for the right reasons. And okay. he's actually worked with firefighters in the past and everything like that. But people, you know, were, were, um, you know, displeased about that. You know, uh, there was a county commissioner here in Oklahoma County who got the vaccine and, you know, somebody, you know, was was mad on social media. Why did that person get that vaccine? So, you know, I think the public sees a lot of that, doesn't really know. And now we're going to kind of talk about how people actually get signed up for the vaccination process, mm -hmm. which is confusing as well. So which Andrea, is also confusing. So, um, so far, uh, county health departments kind of get uh a certain number of vaccinations distributed to them. And then they each county right now has its own little appointment program that you can sign up for. Um, some of them have been using like Eventbrite and these like oh, these wow. things that you use to host a dinner party. Yeah. Are basically being used for vaccine. A concert. Signups. Yeah. Um, this week, I think tomorrow the state is releasing um, a statewide appointment. That app, sounds good. Which sounds really exciting, except the Will catch is, well, I think, I don't know about, I mean, I haven't used the app. I can't say anything about it. I'm sure, sure it'll be great. Um, the thing is, though, that even the state only gets um, its distribution of vaccines on a weekly basis. So from week to week, 
They don't know how many vaccines are coming oh, into the really? state, so they don't know how many appointments they're going to be. So you hear appointment app and you're kind of like, great, I'm going to go sign up for August for when I'm eligible. And like, that's not going to happen. It's still kind of a week to week. Only people who are eligible can go in there and snap up the appointments. Yeah. And actually today they they launched vaccinate.oklahoma.gov. Uh, and that's that's sort of the app. When we say app, I, there may be a phone app feature for it. But right now that's the sign up portal. And it won't really matter in terms of when this podcast is released. But the idea was today, Wednesday, people could pre-register and you would go through and it would sort of tell you whether you were in, you know, do you qualify in one of these phases? Are we going to contact you? I'm assuming they're going to contact people based on the information they put in. Oh, that's a good idea, um, So, and then they can, supposedly will open fully for appointments on Thursday, January 7th. I don't know what time, but you're right. Short, previously, some other county health departments, um, I'll talk about Cleveland County because I know how that went so far. Um, they were doing it through signupgenius.com, uh -huh. right? <laughs> oh, and so no. it was, I guess it was New Year's Eve. It was like 4.30 Thursday. I was trying to run to, um, you know, get like some groceries because it was starting to sleep, get groceries, you know, uh, was going old school because like right down the street from the grocery store is a family video, you know, so I was going old school, rented two movies for $2.78. Old DVDs? DVDs. DVDs, yeah. One of them did not work. The Big Lebowski did not work. Had to buy it again on Amazon.com. That's what that's for. Yeah. yeah so. You are single-handedly keeping that industry. I know. I, know. You I don't know how they're making money at $2.78 <laughs> for the pop. Anyway, so I'm in the car going to, and I get a link from my friend, Dr. Medicine, who sent me um, who is you, a, who is a real doctor? Real doctor. He's a real person. He's a doctor of medicine. <laughs> he, yeah. He, di no. he diagnosed my eczema via text messages. That is, that's, so he knows what's that is up. So legit. He's yeah, that's legit. the least bizarre thing he's done. <laughs> he used to be a co-owner of non-doc. We'll just leave it there. And anyway, he sent me this text message because his parents live in Norman and my parents live in Norman. He sent me this sign-up genius. So I'm like scrolling through trying to figure out how this thing works. It's this, it does not, wasn't really mobile friendly. And I'm like, if I send this to my mother, who texts with impeccable punctuation. <laughs> I love her. But does not like really would be like, I'm not sure what button. And, you know, so anyway, so I'm trying to scroll through there and do this. It was really difficult and it wasn't even widely available yet, mm -hmm. you know. So I was going through and you'd click on a time on a Tuesday. And then the, that by the time you plugged in the phone number and the email address, it, you get an error message saying all those appointment slots were booked. So you'd go back and try to do it again. So I was able to get both of my parents' appointments, and they had those uh, visits yesterday. That would be Tuesday, January 5th. Uh, they had those visits. They did that down at the Sooner Fashion Mall. Sooner Fashion Mall. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's to, a word I know. Used, used to have KB Toys. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever work at the Sooner Fashion Mall as a kid? I just like to say Sooner Fashion okay. Mall. Do you remember the Orange Julius? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't remember Orange Julius? Okay, good. I just want to <laughs> know the Orange Julius. <laughs> well, there was one in Penn Square Mall also. It, oh, was there really? But Penn Square Mall is not fun to say, like Sooner Fashion Mall. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I feel like the price of those little cups of orange They're ice. Like, you know what they used orange to put an egg in them? Isn't yes. that weird? I mean, it seems like a risk. Uh, well, they it were, sounds weird until you drink it. And I'm you're sure like, it's delicious. Right. I would. Yeah, I, I would drink it no matter what's in it. <laughs> um, anyway, so they went to the Sooner Fashion Mall. And uh, it apparently went very well. Um, I talked to my mother and she was very happy. Uh, she said it was, quote, super efficient. Uh, they had the National Guard there, I think, helping uh, organize folks. They, I think they waited in the car. And then 15 minutes before their appointment time, they kind of got out and got in line. 
and then got worked through. Um, my, she said the shot was one of the easiest to take that I've ever had. She said it was super well organized. Quote, I was incredibly impressed. Oh, good. Uh, she said there were about six people giving shots at a time. And between her, my, my dad was 15 minutes after her because I was trying to schedule, you know, and it was not going well. But it took them about a half an hour total. That's now, good. Now, here's where part of the, the issue kind of comes in, though. So they got the first shot of the, the first dose of the two-dose vaccine, right? Is that the Moderna one? I want to say yes, I believe that's true. Well, anyway, we'll figure it Fact out. Check so, it. Um, the, anyway, whichever one, they got the first of the two doses. So I, I asked, you know, what did they, did they make you another appointment? They said, no, we have to make another appointment. And I said, well, what did they tell you? Did they tell you to call? And my mom was like, well, let me go get the piece of paper. And so it said the piece of paper apparently told them to go on the Cleveland County oh. health department, Facebook page, Oh no, no. which like, <laughs> I am one of the, I'm the luckiest I'm the last person in America whose parents don't have Facebook, right? Wow. <laughs> and, and, yes. I, and by God, I'm going to keep it that <laughs> yes, way. You know, yeah. so don't let them do that. Right. So I'm, I was like, well, that's not going to work. So I texted somebody, <laughs> you know, at, at, that I know at the state level. Wait, they were stuff. making appointments through the Facebook? Page? I don't know. They just told, they, they just gave them a sheet of paper apparently that said, go to Facebook to make that other appointment. That's so horrifying. maybe there would be another. <laughs> so, I, so I went to the Facebook yeah. page. Right. But and, there's going to be folks out there that don't have a tech savvy son that's highly involved in their lives. Absolutely. And even when they're tech savvy son, which is like sort of, I mean, that's hilarious. I, don't I did. I'm doing air quotes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, it, I went to the Facebook page. There was no sign up link for like, there was no, there was nothing that was applicable here. So uh, that was a problem. I, I have an art here, article here from USA Today actually saying that both the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines are uh, double, double yeah. dose. Okay. Um, thank you, Bryce Holland, our resident audio guru and fact checker. For having a laptop, laptop and knowing how to use it. Right. Um, uh, if we start talking about comic books, we'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> the, uh, anyway, so, so yeah, so I was, I was like, what? Well, I don't know about this. And I think you're supposed to wait like a month. Uh, and so I texted somebody I know and, and tried to get an answer to that and was told that, uh, if I can find this in my text messages, that they will actually have somebody contact them, um, who, uh, the plan is to make those calls next week. The CHD, the County Health Department, will reach out to them to schedule their second appointment. The plan is to make those calls next week. This is not the routine moving forward, but it is what they are doing for now while we ramp up call system and other mechanisms. Yeah. So I think they're kind of, you know, again, I mean, I guess there is that point that Keith Reed made in your article, which was vaccine in a refrigerator does us no good, but they obviously haven't had this working right. system yet. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird position of we want everybody as soon as possible to have this, but you also can't move that fast with the technology and the scheduling and stuff like that. So you want to move faster than you actually can. You don't want to delay the process to get the sign up process perfect. Right. So yeah, I think everybody just needs a little bit of grace. I mean, you know, even the volunteer firefighter, I mean, everybody needs it, right? So, you know, and he's out there helping. I think well, as soon as people are eligible, they should take just it. Just get for it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think being upset about who gets it first, you know, you just, you want everybody to have it right now. That's what we all want. And I saw, I, I saw something interesting on the, I guess it was on the news yesterday. I can't remember what channel it was, but it was a local piece and it was a, a, a woman who was talking about how she had gone to the Oklahoma City County Health Department page, I guess, at like 9 a.m., 
uh, Tuesday morning trying to make a uh, an appointment and, and it got by the it was like trying to buy Madonna tickets or whatever right it's just like <laughs> it just fills up I, super sold out but like 30 years ago Madonna tickets right so yeah like we get you you're refreshing you're refreshing and it just you know is, is sold oh, out before you never even got a chance to do it right that was her experience with the vaccine deal but she had a quote in the news story that I thought was pretty good Angela to your point she was just like you know I'm not really upset I mean I didn't even expect there us to have this vaccine at this point you know so mm -hmm. it's just we're lucky that we even have it everyone's and, doing the best you know, they can yeah They're and trying. i thought that was a good a, a good um perspective because a lot of like what we're hearing you know in our email boxes and social media and stuff like that is people who are just pissed because everybody's stressed you know They're stressed. i think they it's also it. like it was a pretty day. encouraging to hear that it is hard to get a vaccine and we don't just have like masses of people who are too skeptical about it to well, I that's think that was my like a big, question. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry to step on you, but do we know anybody who doesn't want it or is afraid of it? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do, too. Actually, I do, too. Yeah. OK, go ahead. What do you know about that? Because I have an article from Forbes. Uh, it's one of my four free articles, so I better not have to refresh. Better this. be good. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but what, do you guys have any any personal um, notes? I mean, I guess if I shouldn't say this, we'll just cut don't, it out. Don't say their names. Yeah. So somebody that I know and I'm related to feels like um, getting the vaccine vaccine is the first step before they put a chip in you. Ooh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, which How I, does this person feel about other vaccines? Yeah, that's what I was going to say is this other person has lived a long life because they were vaccinated, um, it, you know, for other things. Like mm -hmm. that person has never experienced, for instance, smallpox because they mm -hmm. got that vaccination and there's also not a chip in that person. That they know of. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just like, there's nothing the vaccine could do that your phone isn't already doing in terms that's of spying on you. That's such a good, that's you, such a good you point. Know? Are <laughs> all just like the crap that we eat and the toothpaste we use and the deodorant we put. I mean, everything's doing something to us. You well, know? and we've had this just really intense vaccine, uh, air quotes, debate. You know, well, in, that was in, a while ago, I feel like. Well, but it was no, I mean, come on. The legislative session going. starts in four weeks. Yeah, it'll be raring to go. There will be. But there I, OK, are, so you mean COVID vaccines or vaccines just in vaccines general? Just vaccines in general. In general. Like the, the public's skepticism about vaccines has grown enormously, you know. Now, that said, I'm 100 percent believe people should get vaccinated. I, I'm just saying there is a debate and it has resulted in a lot of. I don't, I don't even know if debate's a, a good word for it, but there's a lot of skepticism. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of skepticism about that. And some people have, I mean, I've talked to people, I've interviewed people who, who, whose child uh, had terrible things happen to it three days after getting a round of vaccinations. How do you tell that parent? No, in no way did that have anything to do with it because they know I took my baby. And like, to be clear also, there's a thing called the National uh, vaccine injury trust fund. I think that's the, what the name of it is. And it pays out like millions of dollars every year because yeah, you take a child who has the flu, but hasn't shown, you know, uh, signs yet. And you vaccinate them with something else and within 24 hours and it can cause, you know, it, it can cause problems. Like the, there is like a, um, I think it's in federal code that says, that vaccines can have unavoidable adverse side effects. The point being is that vaccinations have been one of the biggest scientific steps forward in human history yes. uh, and have saved millions and millions of lives. Uh, and in this instance, the, the 
reports of anybody having side effects have been very, very low regarding the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Now, that said, you asked about people who are um, not wanting to take the vaccine. And Forbes had an article uh, a few days ago. The headline is, large numbers of healthcare and frontline workers are refusing COVID-19 vaccine. And this is sort of one of those like, oh my God, right? Uh, the, the top line of the article is, despite the COVID-19 death count in the United States rapidly accelerating, a startling high, startlingly high percentage of healthcare professionals and frontline workers throughout the country who have been prioritized as early receipts of the coronavirus vaccine uh, are reportedly hesitant or outright refusing to take it, despite clear scientific evidence that the vaccines are safe and effective. Um, earlier this week, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine said he was, quote, troubled by relatively low numbers of nursing home workers who have elected to take the vaccine, with the governor stating that approximately 60% of nursing home staff declined the shot. What? Uh, Dr. Joseph Varon, chief critical care at Houston's United Memorial Medical Center, told NPR in December that more than half the nurses in his unit informed him they would not get the vaccine. Uh, roughly 55% of the surveyed New York Fire Department firefighters said they would not get the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, Los Angeles Times reported Thursday that hospital and public officials in Riverside, California, have been forced to figure out how best to allocate unused doses after an estimated 50% of frontline workers in the county refused the vaccine. Wait, so unused doses, can't they just use those for yeah. rep tier two? Right. Oh, I, I, okay. Well, I'm not sure that, it, I mean, I'm guessing every state has a tier system of some sort. I think there, I think there's like a CDC advised tier system, but then each state is maybe a little, it's kind of yeah, slightly doing their own thing. Oklahoma is doing their own thing specifically regarding the age group. Um, I think the CDC changed it where they are recommending phase two be 75 and above, hmm. but Oklahoma is sticking with 65 and above oh, okay. uh, in that regard. And, and saying if we get down the road and we feel like we don't have enough, we may escalate back up to 75 and above. Um, so yeah, this was like shocking for me to read yesterday at Forbes. And then I saw a Facebook post from somebody I'm friends with, uh, who had gone to the ER for a different deal and said, the real concern here is that my RN is going to quote, wait and see before getting the vaccine. Uh, WTF is happening in our country. And they're uh, waiting to see if there's really negative side effects. I think there's just a lot of rumors out there. When I was, um, right. I was at my family's place and, uh, talking to a friend of my mom's who was telling me that a nurse who had gotten it on TV had passed out and then she died the next day. And I was like, really? Wait, what? And I Googled it and it's like, this, this woman did pass out. She's one of those people that just passes out every time she gets a shot. Yes. Yeah, but she do. didn't die. But I think there's probably a lot of people in the world right now who think mm -hmm. she died. Well, and there, was, there was mm -hmm. an ABC news headline that was, I think, I forget what it, it was about somebody dying, like, but it was an unrelated reason. Mm -hmm. But the headline just said something about doctor who gets vaccine goes into cardiac arrest or something right like after that his and car it didn't accident. right you know and it so it was just and so i saw some people talking about how irresponsible that headline was because yeah. if you're just if people are just reading the headline which like the social media statistics tell us that half the population doesn't actually click our articles did you know that could you believe that <laughs> how dare what? they we work so you hard you don't read all the way to the end why wouldn't you we bury free dollars Do you guys, at the end what are you doing instead yeah there's a prize at the end <laughs> scroll down um 
Do you guys find, my impression is that there's a lot of people out there who are not in general anti-vaxxers, but when it comes to COVID are kind of taking on a lot of like anti-vax thinking. That's my favorite. It's like there's this kind of, like the infrastructure for thinking that way is already there and the arguments kind of pre-exist and you're able to sort of just adopt them for this particular thing. That is the case. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. And I, as we talked about earlier, I guess before the podcast started, because we were looking at what's going on in D.C., a lot of people just don't trust authority figures. Mm-hmm. And that has only gotten worse, I think, in the last few years. It seems like it, you know, so. Uh, and, and then actually there was one. Sometimes um, our authority figures don't demand a lot of trust. Yeah. And still from the the from the Forbes article, I left off on this one, um, that there was like a Kaiser Family Foundation uh, survey that found that 29% of healthcare workers were hesitant to receive the vaccine. Uh, a lot of the frontline workers in the U.S. are disproportionately black and Hispanic. The pandemic has taken a, quote, outsized toll on this segment of the population, which is reportedly accounted for roughly 65 percent of fatalities in cases in which there are race and ethnicity data. Um, there, uh, it, Dr. Juvati, who is from Dr. Nicola Juvati, the chief clinical officer at Chicago's Loreto Hospital, uh, said there was a survey and 40% of the hospital staff there said they would not get vaccinated. He was talking about, he, uh, he told, I, I think that's, he actually, I don't know the gender. Um, they, they said that quote, there's no transparency between pharmaceutical companies or research companies or the government sometimes on how many people from black and Latino communities were involved in the research of the vaccine. I heard an NPR story also talking about how native American populations have some skepticism about vaccines. They and they need to see that that won't actually change till uh, you know indigenous folks see indigenous people not just being in the trials but also being in the you know lab coats helping create the vaccine. I mean, there's plenty of history point. of medical procedures being tested out on minorities and poor people. So, like, which is not to say that's what's happening here, but you yeah. know, there's some. And, yeah. Well, and I understand so where that fear comes some from. Validity to the fear. So, yes. Dr. Javadi said, "Quote: I've heard Tuskegee more times than I can count in the past month, and you know, it's a valid, valid concern." That's in reference to the the infamous uh, Tuskegee syphilis study, um, you know, which uh, was awful. Yeah, and and like maybe something that you know the average white person doesn't really kind of understand, but that you know culturally. Uh, there's, there's not really black people in America who aren't aware of what that was and how problematic that was. And you have that history shaping, you know, perspective now. So, um, you know, I think there with anything, any new product or any new effort you have to kind of, even, even my parents back, um, you know, a few months ago, I mean, my, my father said, that I was like, are you going to get the, they, they were not super thrilled to go get, you know, the vaccine six months ago. If, uh, and then, you know, now they get an appointment and, and now they feel confident about it because they read about it and they, you know, paid attention more and they were excited. My mom said she got home yesterday. She said, I felt so good that I raked three cans of leaves. So three whole cans, three cans of leaves. That's all. Cans. I mean, when's the last oh, time you raked a can? the last time you raked a can of leaves? Never, never raked. Oh man, I always had to rake leaves. I hate raking cans of leaves. Can after can. Okay, so so we're talking about the history of vaccines. Do, I, is it possible that yes. you have a historical nugget? It is possible. So let's go back in time. Um. So anybody care to take a gander on the first vaccine? Does anyone oh. know what the first vaccine 
ever um, was. I feel like I should know this, but you I should. do not. Because I feel like the whole world knows this. And then I just went and did some research and now I know this whole new thing. But it feels like something that Measles. like everybody already knows and they don't because no. So, I'm not even going to guess because okay. I don't want to be wrong. So <laughs> in the year 1000, the Chinese were already inoculating themselves uh, for smallpox. Oh, wow. So there's that. But um, the the vaccine for smallpox was our first vaccine in Europe and in the U.S. And that was like roughly 1700s. So I'm getting my information from BBC.com and historyofvaccines.org, y'all. Um, Renee Najera is the editor of that website. And so she describes smallpox as a terrible disease. Your body would ache. You'd ha- you would have a high fever, sore throat, headaches, difficulty breathing. And then you'd also get, as if that wasn't enough, a, a horrible disfiguring rash all over your entire body. Um, pustules filled with uh, pus on your scalp. I guess that's what all pustules are filled with. Um, your feet, your throat, your lungs. So just like pus balls all over. And then, um, yes. And then they would dry out and fall off. So just real pleasant. And I went to this website, by the way, historyofvaccines.org. It's they, impressive. They, it is impressive. And they have a question down here, a poll. There's four answers. What do you think? Which vaccine preventable disease is sometimes referred to as the black vomit? Do you know? Rabies, smallpox, yellow fever, or typhoid? I'm gonna. Wait, what are the rabies, smallpox, yellow fever, or typhoid? I'm gonna go yellow fever. I'm gonna go yellow fever too. I I went typhoid, which is wrong. Now I don't know that I can. We know maybe the rabies. Right answer. We know nothing. <laughs> Do you vomit with rabies? I think you just froth at the mouth. Don't I think you? it's I think it's yellow fever. I don't know. I went yellow fever because it's a color. Yellow fever, black vomit. Are we just doing like a whole color theme? I don't know. I feel like that's the only one I feel like I know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> now so. I'm disappointed that this website didn't give me a clear answer to this but they trivia do, question. But that website does have like cool like vaccination games, like different like Ooh. online games where you can kind of like learn the difference. I don't know. It was kind of fun. I'm just saying go to okay. the website. It's super fun. So, um, for example, in 1721, smallpox killed 8% of the population in Boston. Whoa. And then even if you did survive, you were still pretty disfigured from all of the scar pustules falling off your body. The pox. The, yeah, yeah, that part of it. Um, so they did have some treatments kind of from the, you know, I like here they say treatments ranged from the bizarre uh, from the useless to the bizarre and also useless. <laughs> so they would place people in hot rooms and then they would place people in cold rooms. Hmm. Um, you can, may not eat melons. You need to wrap a red cloth around you and 12 bottles of small beer every 24 hours. 12 so bottles of that's, small beer? That's basically how I attack my period once a month is those <laughs> items good. right there. So I feel like they were onto something. But there was a genuine cure and it was um, taking the pus from someone suffering with smallpox and scratching it into the skin of a healthy person. Oh. They call that inoculation. And then, or they would blow the scabs that had fallen off somebody, blow them up the nostrils of what? a healthy person. Yes, ma'am. What? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay, ma'am. Okay, so I feel like if you went around and told people that that's what Hold we needed on. to do, <laughs> I, think, I think the stats would be a lot higher for people do who Do you want scabs up, of someone up else your nose. blown up your nose? Would um, you blow your own scabs up your nose? I don't know. What do you, I don't <laughs> Where know. Where do I go? I don't know. I would put my own scabs up my nose if it prevented. Are my, they like? Are they sort of like me getting a disease? <laughs> yeah. Do you have to like snort them up, or do you, can you just let them fall out? Like I don't know. They didn't say. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Just ponder that. I'm just what do you think just of ponder that. Options just think about that. You know, some people eat scabs. I don't understand what? that. Oh, yeah. There's a whole thing. We might have to pause because I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Okay. Do you have the black vomit? <laughs> I've got the black vomit. That is yellow fever, by the way. Okay. Oh, good Great. job. Fact checking. I Googled it. Good. Good job. Okay. That's, that's why you're here. So, so that's, is that our nugget? Well, I'm just going to I'm gonna give you some more juice for your pudding. So by, um, I'm just going to say, I don't know. I just made that up. It's good. It's good. Don't you want juice in your pudding and scabs in your nose? Yes. Why not? <laughs> so in the sometimes seven- if you pick your nose hard enough, you get scabs what in the, the nose. What the hell is going Real on? Gross. I'm just saying. <laughs> You started it. <laughs> you are talking about things. Okay. In the 1700s, in England, it was pretty well known that the milkmaids didn't get smallpox. They got cowpox, which was just like a very, um, it was just way more mild, didn't leave a lot of scarring, didn't do disfiguring, and you didn't die from it. Um, so it was just a way more mild version. So in 1777, Benjamin Jesty scratched some pus from a milkmaid's cowpox onto his wife and children hmm. and they survived the cowpox and then never got smallpox. So yay, we found that, but it, it actually took a long time for the idea to catch on and be popular. And so, uh, I think it's Edward Jenner was actually, um, credited. Yes. In 1796 for making it, you know, widespread and more known and distributing it. He had a site, he had much psychological scarring from his inoculation as a child for smallpox. And it was so traumatizing that he spent his life trying to find a better way. Um, I tried to find what was so psychologically scarring about his childhood inoculation. They put scabs up his nose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that is the answer, I guess. But I tried to find more information and I couldn't find it. So, you know, help us out, somebody out there, if you know, put it in the comments. Um, but anyway, so he took cowpox pus, scratched it into the skin of an eight-year-old boy named James. Super cringy. Um, uh, Eight-year-olds, dude. I mean... Don't they? No, let's not say I that. I watched The Big Lebowski on New Year's Eve. Okay, go ahead. Is there an eight-year-old? No, that's the... Re- when the bowler... The, the Jesus. Yeah, thank you. He okay. says eight-year-olds, dude? Yeah. He, he's a pederast. Okay, can't... Anyway, go okay. ahead. Okay. Hockey <laughs> um, <laughs> So we didn't... Nobody has any idea of the science behind it, immune systems, the why of it. No one has any idea what they're doing, but they're taking cowpox... Um, pus balls, getting some pus out, scratching it onto healthy people, and that is saving them from smallpox. And then that uh, coming, so I'm trying to say this, this is what I'm trying to say. The Latin word for cow is vaca, and so that's where the word vaccine comes oh. from. Oh. I know, I sound like the worst way to so say that. So you've been like cowified yes. when you've you been You cowified, yes. Huh. Bells are going off. Oh, ding, 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 yeah, ding, Yeah, no, ding. exciting. Yeah, that Absolutely. is exciting. I'm glad you guys like my excitement. Uh, exciting historical nugget. But I do want to say Jenner didn't want any money uh, for the vaccine. He just wanted everybody to have it. So he converted his garden shed into an inoculation station. Um, But there wasn't a way to mass produce the vaccine. So they infected children with cowpox and used the pus to save the world. Wow. And BD. That creep can roll, man. (laughs) (laughs) Another quote from the movie. Okay. uh, With that, let's move to our favorite segment. Have oh, me. Having relations. There we go. I'm getting like less sexy. Like it's getting less <laughs> having relations. It's hard to talk. It's hard to be sexy when you just talked about uh, scabs being blown Cow up. Cowpox. 
<laughs> Get ready for this, y'all. I want to thank our end of year donors. You guys rock. Uh, I, we cannot be more grateful, more thankful for y'all showing up at the end of year to support local independent journalism, all everybody's favorite thing. So I want to say thank you to Brad Holt, Frank Baker from Eated. Also, thank you for your cool tweet. Thomas Radko, Zachary Foster, Rilla Askew, Michael Millen, Alex Harris, Jack Reeves, Ellen Wisdom, and Dr. Robert Griswold, Christy Johnson, Matthew Epting, Price Lang Relations, and Elizabeth Clemens. You guys are awesome. And then I will also say, if I may, thank you so much for our sponsors who have already committed to sponsoring independent journalism in 2021. That is Fowler Automotive Company, um, the Firefighters Local 157, and also Hillary Communications. Thank you so much for the support of independent journalism here in 2021. Uh, it is sort of surreal. I'm looking at my phone and getting updates and Twitter and things like that. We're recording this while uh, this, I guess, siege of the U.S. Capitol is happening. I guess there's a protester who's made it all the way to the um, presiding officer chair of the U.S. Senate. Um, may have been somebody shot as well. What? I'm not really sure. There's windows being videos of windows being broken. Well, I'm glad uh, we're we're doing this. Yeah. Right so, now. you know, talking about Do we need to take a break? Talking about know. booger scabs. Hopefully this will blow over when everybody like gets, you know, hungry in the afternoon in DC and they can just like go back. Mm. It's nap time. You guys, it's nap time in DC. Yeah. So go take a melatonin and lay down, please. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh kind of awkward. But um in the spirit <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, Which we like to say is hopefully fun. Yeah, I have <laughs> one more question. Oh, well, one thing I almost forgot. What's that, boss? Okay. <laughs> if <clears throat> if you were a betting person, mm-hmm. you okay. were taking a bet. I'm not. I think this would be illegal to bet currently. I don't know. It depends. The rules are, no one knows what the betting rules are in Oklahoma. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> um, you have $100 to place in a pugilistic matchup. What does that word uh. mean? Uh, fighting. Like a boxing. Fight to Pugilism the, means a, boxing. A fight to the death or the run. Like, yeah, a de- like it's in a, you're in a, like a gymnasium. You're in the movie Purge. Right. You're right. Um, okay. But no weapons, right? This is just no, hand-to-hand No weapons. Just, yeah. It, on one side, you have Floyd Mayweather, champion boxer. You know who that is? Uh-huh. He's five foot eight inches tall, about 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Against two baboons who are three feet tall <gasps> and 80 foot, 80 pounds. That's a big baboon. Size. Those are big baboons. That's on the hot, that's on the tall and two end of, them? of That's a mutant baboon. Let's say it's like, a, let's say it's two feet, 10 inches tall. So two mutant baboons. No, those are just, those are, those are reasonable sized baboons. They're big baboons. I looked this up. I didn't just, I Animals wasn't just, are like oddly big. Have you ever right. seen a penguin? Like they're so big. Right. But we're talking about Except two baboons versus <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Ones. Okay. I, my money's on the baboons. I think the, I think they're like weirdly strong, those animals. Yeah. And they have terrifying teeth they'll like pull your arms out of their sockets and things like that yeah 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 i mean it just the sheer number so like two against one i mean unless it's like two kittens like i'm probably gonna yeah also baboons right don't baboons also have like enormous teeth and don't they have like um offensive bottoms yeah i was gonna do they also have colorful (laughs) yeah in front all of them is colorful and offensive they're terrifying (laughs) they're terrifying you don't want to mess with the baboon like so, so you you're going baboon, you're yeah, going baboon. baboon. Uh-huh. But what if like Floyd Mayweather? I mean, this is a man who trains his entire life yeah. to punch people in the head. 
if he squared up a baboon and hit it in the head, he would probably kill it, right? Well, so if you're boxing ring? with a baboon, sure. But if it's just like an all out fight, the fight baboon's the not going to box. He's just going to like gouge your eyes Attack, out. Like, like <laughs> while you're punching one in the jaw, the other one's like ripping your leg off. So we feel or pretty certain. Your toes. I don't know. I feel real solid on the baboon. That, that Mayweather is going to lose. I don't the feel so certain or solid about any one thing, but Andrea does. And I'm going to feed <laughs> off her energy because okay. that feels like a safe I mean, place for I me. I would probably bet on the baboons too, but I do think it would be a close. Do you have like a definitive? I mean, like, is there like an answer to this no, question? No, but if Fox brings back my favorite. Favorite show of the early 2000s, Man versus Beast, which once <laughs> featured an Olympic sprinter racing a zebra uh, and an Olympic. Who won? Uh, met the, well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, so, okay. zebra. Okay. <laughs> I, was say, I bet it was an yeah. animal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, now, yeah, the, my favorite was when they had a gymnast in a hanging competition against an orangutan. Orangutan! Oh my gosh, why? Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta go watch the episode on YouTube. But here's the thing, like, as humans, we think too much. Like, we have the capability of overthinking, so, like, your brain gets in the way sometimes of what you can actually do. Like, a baboon is just like, no, I'm going to eat you. Like, I'm gonna keep going until I've consumed you. I think that's probably true, unless, I mean, how hard do you have to hit a baboon in the head before it becomes incapacitated? That's the question for the next episode. Oh. Okay, rate us, subscribe to us, Five review us, only. share with your friends, uh, enjoy this as like the the country explodes and everything goes poorly. Like, <sighs> and I just don't feel, well, like, what were we going to do? We are already scheduled to <laughs> record not, this podcast. We're not, it's I know, okay. if somebody's mad at us, I just don't. Oh like, yeah, this is the, our defensive There was moment. nothing else it. we could have done. We're not there national was, news. Yeah, there yeah. was nothing no. we could have recorded today that would stop. <laughs> get off our back. Don't expect things right. from us. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, I feel good about this episode. Uh, Bryce, thank you for recording as always. Andrea, good to see you. Angela, Hi. good to see you. Yeah, I guess. I guess we actually have like work to do now that we we're should done. do that. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. To LaCroix. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Live from the News Dungeon, a nondoc.com production. Edited and recorded by Bryce Holland. 